characters. Certain stories are meant for animated movies. You cannot, one cannot simply translate <laughs> a story from animation to live action because it's meant for animation. It thrives in that environment. It, it excels at what it is because of how it was originally told. Animated movies should stay animated movies and live action movies should, for the most part, stay live action. Hello there. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Talk to me, Goose. Precious. You steal the Declaration of Independence. Why so serious? World. I could do this all day. Are you watching closely? Welcome, everybody, to the One-Eyed Film Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Mossberg. And today we got the boys in the studio that we don't have because we record in our rooms. We were we were reminiscing just a second ago. The last time we did this was, like the, the three of us together was Barbenheimer, and, which actually wasn't that long ago. And we actually got to be in person, but Josh is a whole time zone ahead of us. And so like a nerd, he has to go, he has to actually get to bed at a decent time. I have classes tomorrow. Did you guys know, did you guys know this little, this little fun fact that is an achievement of mine that I have referenced a couple times on this podcast <laughs> just a few you're a lawyer I, no actually interestingly enough i indeed have a degree <laughs> in animation no way and, really <laughs> there it is and yes. i can be a little nerdy about it now i am not an animator i for those of you who are interested who are nerds like me i do more visual effects and 3D modeling and stuff like that not hand-drawn animation so every time i tell somebody i have a degree in animation i gotta say i can't draw but i can appreciate drawings and that's what we're going to talk about today animation is kind of having its own comeback in the era of movies it obviously kicked off well not kicked off there were some very short films right away when film became uh, a thing and movies and all that but very quickly a man named walt disney started realizing that you can draw pictures and make it look like they're moving and if you play it quickly it looks like it's moving and that's where movies the word movie came from and kicked off with Snow White, which is kind of funny that we're talking about this now when Snow White is kind of the center of some controversy that we kind of talked about in the Is Hollywood Dead episode. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. But that was the start of the animation era. Like, this is something that we had never seen before. Snow White was truly one of its kind to just show what is possible through the drawings, bringing drawings to life. And that developed through through the golden, not the golden age quite, but the, the launch of animation through Walt Disney. And then they kind of hit some dull spots and then they came back and, and started picking up in 3D animation. And that's where Toy Story really got off the ground with, with Pixar, figuring out how to make a full 3D animated short. And now we're getting to the point, we got to the point a number of years ago where realism became the big thing that people wanted. And you can even, you can really see this in movies like Frozen 2 is the one I really noticed it in. That had some of the most realistic environments I had ever seen. They still had the Disney style characters with the big eyes and the different shaped faces, but the landscape looked incredibly real. If you had just given me a, a picture of the landscape, it would be no different than taking a picture of the outside. And I think at that point, people started to become tired of it. Tired of the realism because then why don't you just make live action? And then people started making live action. Disney started remaking their live action originals and making them not as good. And we can talk about that uh, later. The thing that made me realize I wanted to talk about this was the rise in stylized animation. And there are a lot of examples in this in recent days. We are 
to the core into the Spider Verse stance. I know Josh would admit well, that. You two are. You two are. I, oh, well, I doesn't like it. it. Ah. Well, I don't not, dislike it, but I fake I friend. Fake friend. <laughs> I cannot believe you have. I've known you for 18 years of my life, my dude, and you have not seen a movie that just came out like what four years ago. No, there's a lot of movies I You're haven't seen. Disregarding Will for a second. Josh and I love Into the Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse, and we're really looking forward to Beyond the Spider Verse. But that really kind of showed a lot of people what the possibilities with animation were. And the people at Sony did an amazing job bringing that movie into the public eyes easily through the character of Spider-Man. It could have been any other story, any other character, but I think because it was Spider-Man, it got a lot of attention. This blend between 2D and 3D is not new to Into the Spider-Verse. It was actually, it's been done multiple times. It's actually, I think Josh and I talked about this in Prince of Egypt, a blend between 2D and 3D that was used back in the 90s in Treasure Planet and Prince of Egypt, to name a few. But there's a new twist on it now in the 20s where instead of the backgrounds being 3D and the characters being animated, the backgrounds are drawn and the characters are 3D. And that's that's in Arcane, that's in Into the Spider-Verse. And Into the Spider-Verse went a step further and did hand-drawn action lines and stylized single frames and all that stuff. That really made people actually interested in animation, along with the small fact that almost everyone knows at this point is that Miles is, before he learns what what it is to be Spider-Man, he's animated on twos, which means for every 24 frames you have in a movie, he moves every two frames. So one frame, for, for frames one and two, he's the same. For frames three and four, he's the same. And then he looks choppy. That's actually how old anime, well, anime in general, is animated because they can draw more mileage is actually what it's called. More pen mileage quicker. Instead of drawing 24 frames, you're drawing half as much so that you can get it out faster. Mm-hmm. And it, it still works. You, you notice a difference, but it still works for sure. I just want to I want to comment on that real quick because there's just a cool <laughs> detail as well. I love the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse, and then I am going to love Beyond the Spider-Verse. But one thing, what's the guy's name? The the punk spider? Spider-Punk? Spider-Punk? It is Spider-Punk. Spider-Punk. Broly? But, but what's his name in a... Broly, wasn't it? Like, Broly. Oh, what's his yeah, name? Something like a BR, I thought. I know what you're talking about. Hobie. Hoagie. Hobie. 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 Cool thing about Hobie, I mean, in Into the Spider-Verse, we know that at the very beginning, Miles is running at every two frames, he goes one frame, yeah. just two to one ratio. And that same rule is across basically all characters. Everyone's running at either two or one. That's kind of like the two different lines that you can be. Whereas Hobie in into this or across the Spider-Verse, he's actually going every three frames. So yeah. he's like even going against the rules of just the animation because every <laughs> 36 frames, he only gets 12 frames renewed or yeah. 12 frames of a cycle. And it's just so awesome that people can use just different frame rates, either to their advantage, like you were saying, to have as little pen mileage as possible, but also to like fit it into a story. I think it started off as pen mileage for things like anime that had to be, you know, you're creating a lot of pictures, a lot of single frames for an entire show. And maybe you only have a certain amount of artists working on it, but it just makes it faster to get it out. Now, when you turn that around, and make it into an element that tells the story is so just chef's kiss. I don't even know what to say for it. It's yeah. the the whole point I want to talk about and to focus on as we talk about animation here is how even cinematography is the same way. You can use cinematography. You can, you can tell a story through how you frame something, but just as much and even more so through animation, through the styles that you can use, the different techniques to tell the story, such as, I mean, Into the Spider-Verse is a great example for Miles to be 
learning and choppy and struggling at the first part. But as soon as he takes the leap of faith, then he's animated on ones and makes it so much smoother. And that's how you tell a story with animation instead of just using animation as the output of the story. Dude, that leap of faith scene is so crisp. <laughs> you don't realize how how awesome Miles is until he's finally moving at 24 frames a second. It's oh, just insane. You are also a fan of the PS4, PS5 Spider-Man games. Yes. The skin that is Miles Morales the Into the Spider-Verse skin, that also moves yeah. at 12 frames per second. And that's so they, weird they seeing that in a real... It it's so weird seeing that it's in a realistic environment like that. difficult to fight in, though. Sure. Like, I, but it's, it's cool. It's cool to swing that. around that way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be just completely honest. My plebeian, my plebeian brain does not fully understand most of what you're talking about because I don't have a degree in animation. I just go, ooh, look, pooty. That's, that's, that's okay. all I care about. Although I do have standards for animation. I do have standards, and we'll probably talk. We'll probably talk about it. But I do have standards for animation. But it's it's not. Oh, that's frames going. That that that. It's like, oh, that's that image, and either I like it or I don't. (laughs) We'll get into that later. But like I said, Into the Spider Verse did not create this style. I know. Well, obviously, we talked about the older version of two and a half d which is what that's called i know that i think it was a movie called klaus klaus it was like the origins of santa or santa's son or something it was on netflix that was a two and a half d movie where they drew over 3d models not new but just popularized through into the spider-verse and through that i believe we saw the incredible surgence of people wanting studios wanting this new style because they saw how well accepted the end of the spider-verse movies were this is these are movies like mitchell's versus the machines puss in boots the last wish arcane followed soon after arcane was years in the making all of these were teenage mutant ninja turtles from this year have you guys seen that yet i have i am just i am a broke college student i need to see it though it's so good it's such a good it's such a good kids movie i went and saw it this last week wow I got to geek about they this They finally a made them teenagers. That's one thing. That's just a they story thing. Voice crack. That's just a story <sighs> thing, though. This version is so fun to watch. I, I was distracted by the lights. Now, you can do a bunch of different things with how you draw things. You can see this in Into the Spider-Verse, where if something is out of focus, you can kind of see this with my hand. It's blurry because that's how cameras work, is the depth of field is different for whatever's closer versus further away. Now you can do that in different ways with animation. For Into the Spider-Verse, I believe what they did, for the most part, is separated the RGB. And this is getting very nerdy, so hang hang with me. They separated the RGB or did a double exposure so that there was kind of like, you could see um, two versions of whatever it is so that it was out of focus. Something that I noticed in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was when that whenever there was light, the intensity of the light was shown by scribbles. And you get dis- I got distracted by this very easily. The very strong lights had a strong white back and forth scribble. But then a dull light that maybe glitched or flickered a little bit was just a light little, almost imperceptible little scribble that was toned to the same color as the screen. Like the different ways that you can use something like a scribble is really cool. And you just see this throughout that whole movie of how it looks like you could freeze it on any frame and it could be a comic page. Same with Into the Spider-Verse. I would say for Arcane, you could freeze it at any frame and it looks like concept art. If you if you look up concept art for Star Wars or anything like that, it, you freeze frame it and it looks just grand and elaborate and details that probably won't show up in the in the end product, but it does. That's a whole thing. I think Puss in Boots is it falls into the same line where it's exaggerated. Like you can see the exaggeration of animation, but it's also very stylized and action lines and all those things. I'm I'm just 
rambling on now. Somebody else go. I would say from my perspective, yeah, I've definitely noticed that there is something of a renaissance of sorts, at least in regards to a certain type of the animation, which is what we've been talking about, kind of where it's like 2D has been plastered onto 3D, I'd say. And I've seen that a lot. And I, I mean, when it comes to me, like I generally, as long as the movie looks pretty good and looks realistic enough for me, I usually enjoy it. Yeah. I, I don't know enough to like nerd out, but I just say, again, I just go, oh, it looks, <laughs> looks good or nah, I don't really like looking at it. Yeah. It's fine. He is an avid consumer. Of- <laughs> I am a midwit. I am, I am the, I am the midwit. That's no, fine. Um, another thing I like to think about, I've watched a few animes in my lifetime. Not a oh, ton. I am not by any means a weeb. <laughs> no, I'll be a that, please. <laughs> But <laughs> just, just like just like have like the like the thing say be like an image of Josh's face. I am a I am a weeb. I am a no, weeb. no, no. Disclaimer: I am not a weeb. I'm not. <laughs> but we were talking about pen mileage earlier. Something that I also think was kind of cool from the very few animes that I watched, you could tell which like which episodes were going to be absolutely gnarly just from the very beginning because mm. some of the styles that they would use for like just normal conversations lips would barely be moving on the episodes where they had an epic fight going on later because they were saving all of their pen mileage for that yeah. and putting all of the effort and time into that fight scene mm. so that their lips would just be two different frames that they're just going back and forth with and that just that kind of animation where you're where you're intentionally making stuff look bad so that you can give <laughs> a real production in the finish. Yeah. Or more or less I just saving think resources. That kind of idea is awesome. Yeah, saving resources. I, I, I guess not intentionally making stuff look bad yeah, because yeah. it doesn't look bad. It just looks yeah. unanimated. Yeah. yeah, although I will say, like, I mean, early 2000 CG animation, that was, that was something. That can go away. Okay, okay. Actually, I think there's a really good example where you can see the, the because we've talked about like 2D animation, which again is one of my personal favorites. And that's just in Disney is like kind of like the pinnacle, I think a lot of this of both good and bad versions of like 2D and animation and how there's mm-hmm. been a sort of resurgence with 2D. But maybe we can kind of switch from talking about 2D to maybe, to maybe CG or computer generated animation, which is quite different. And I don't know, Seth, what your particular expertise is that, but I think <laughs> it's really interesting just like see how like CG has kind of developed and become from what it started off is because like if you look at like early 2000s like you know it's like the ps1 or just like actually i think that there's a really good example we can use is veggie tales like if you look at early veggie tales mm-hmm. it's like not the worst but it's like wow that's early cg simple. and then i was like yeah very simple, simple. and then and then like as you go further on with like more tv shows and the veggie tales it's like you can see how they get progressively better for a lack of a word i'd say and like they get mm-hmm. more smooth and like it's just i think that's just like a really good example of how you can see like cg when it started off is very blocky and or even like the toy story because that's kind of what helped promote cgi and stuff like that where it's like very blocky and not one dimensional but like a certain type of look and then it gets more smooth more realistic to the point of where you know in like frozen 2 it's like that basically looks like real water or a a real tree at this point so i don't know well why would you ask me about that it's not like i have any expertise in that area i don't know i'm just i don't know if you have a particular expertise See, in that. i i have a degree in animation so not pull the flip card on you no he was the one teaching your class Seth, didn't you know this is Josh all along. all along and i would have gotten away with it but too it's actually funny that you bring up ps1 games as someone who is an <laughs> avid video game player it is it is kind of cool to see kind of the crazy amount of 3d animation or the computer generated images that we can make on video games for example wii sports everything <laughs> is super simple textured that's not even that old of a game you think even back further to mario kart or to some of the original crash bandicoot the textures on there are 
atrocious. Yet when I was they, a kid playing them, they looked they looked pretty baller. <laughs> not gonna lie, they were very low polygon and and didn't have yeah. a lot of definition or or a lot of smoothing. It just was very sharp. Well, actually, yeah, actually the whole, it's the, crazy whole that... the, the video games weren't sharp. The edges were sharp, but blurry because the video games were at like 480p. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm kind of intrigued, Josh. Like, what's kind of like been your experience? Because like you play a lot of games for, like, again, you're an avid gamer. Well, what kind of has been like your experience with like games and like how they've changed the animation style? Like, what's kind of been like the general trend mm-hmm. you've seen, and like has it kind of reached a point where it can't go anymore? Or what's kind of been like new trends you've <laughs> seen in video games? Like, so some of the first video games that I ever played were computer games. The specific Candyland one. It is very very basic animation it's like a menu sort of video game mm-hmm. that you're just selecting stuff but boy did it look bad but back then it was the coolest thing i had ever seen because i'm controlling everything that's happening obviously you have very simple stuff like tetris or pong which is just shapes you can't get shapes wrong i didn't grow up on that that's way before my time um but some <laughs> of the first games that i actually started playing that were probably like actually what most people would consider video games would have been Fallout 3, I even played Fallout 2, Fallout New Vegas, or Oblivion. Those games look, looked awesome compared to mm. what I was originally playing. And the trend of actually being able to do stuff in like a 3D area, being able to go up hills, I remember that was revolutionary when Doom first came out with that. <laughs> was crazy like yeah this update elevation you can go on stairs that's (laughs) that was crazy level two literally (laughs) well i I mean that's kind of like what happened like that's what i'm experiencing with like uh skylanders because like the first skylanders game you can't like jump or anything like that and then like the later ones you can it's like (gasps) you can jump Against my better judgment, I played Doom when I was a kid, but then again, the animation (laughs) back then wasn't bad at all, and I didn't even have the audio on, so I wasn't listening to heavy metal when I was playing it. But I was killing demons, so you can call me (laughs) the avid Christian. That that should be like another quote. (laughs) I was killing demons. But anyways, I remember playing video games, or or specifically Doom. It It was definitely not Doom Eternal. Because if you see <laughs> how far Doom has evolved, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you can do play Doom literally on a on a calculator now. But playing those games and just having very simple everything and just putting so much time into that, and then eventually getting into Skyrim and everything like that, the just everything has evolved so much to where I'm playing games and I'm like, hmm, this game doesn't have ray tracing. Trash. <laughs> you know, it's I, I'm look I'm looking at some of the stuff specifically. One of the biggest breakthroughs I think that we've had in video game history is Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. It's a pretty pretty good game. Story is very well thought out, one not so much, but the ability to have everything in front of you being the only thing that's loaded and just optimizing it so that whatever you're looking at is there. Everything behind you is unloaded except for hitboxes. That's basically mm. it. So the textures in Horizon Zero Dawn were amazing. I remember playing that on my PS4 and thinking that it was unreal because everything looked so realistic and it's Mm. crazy that i've come from playing skyrim where you can literally glitch through walls using a plate to (laughs) having something so realistic and my experience with 3d animation has definitely been very abrupt because of how quickly we've moved from that 
Mario Kart to what we are now. Yeah, it's definitely been like really fast. And just like about the Horizon Zero Dawn thing, I, I think it's really funny because I think you can kind of tell the difference because I don't play video games a lot. So whenever I've gone to your house and we're in your basement, you've got your giant 4K TV and you put on like Horizon Forbidden West, I go, I like, you can kind of see the disparity, the disparity between me and Josh because Josh like is still amazed, but he's seen it. And I have like never seen it before. It's like, my goodness, that looks so real and like awesome and cool. And it's just William's crazy. drooling over in the corner. <laughs> The flavors are melting in my eyes. <laughs> I will admit, I had a I had a slight crush on Aloy. Something about her taking down gigantic machines was quite attractive to me. I don't know. Well, I don't know that you're going to get a her, woman. Right? Made her a lesbian, dude. Ah. Okay, okay. Oh, goodness. Can I rant about that? I did watch the cutscenes for like the latest DLC, and she did. Yeah, they she kissed a girl. For anyone who's curious about, I sometimes I feel like I need to explain 3D terms to the plebs who don't know anything. For ray tracing, ray tracing Me. that Josh was talking about is like mirrors and really detailed lighting, and that's something that's new in the last couple couple years that games have begun to develop. But Will, you asked about how I've seen animation change, and obviously I haven't. But in my in my history of animation studies that I've done, just my fun time, you know, I I don't know anything more than just as a hobby. Obviously, the Toy Story yeah, was definitely really not academically at all. Toy Story was really you groundbreaking. Didn't get it to be an animation. No, who would do that? It's a dumb. Like it's like, how would you even use that? To go work at a summer camp or something? <laughs> start a um, podcast. Start a podcast. <laughs> Toy Story was really groundbreaking for the 3D animation and that type of culture because nothing had been done at a full length scale there had definitely been visual effects in movies for sure but they were it took years to get one scene done in certain situations because it was just so computationally heavy for computers and so as computers got better and as people at pixar literally wrote 3d animation code in order to make toy story they were able to make it more accessible and that's really changed in the last 20 years with the personalization of animation through even Adobe releasing products that help 2D artists and things like Blender that are free for 3D artists to be able to really make this stuff at home. And that's something I do once in a while in my with my projects. And one person that I want to point people to to see what's possible on an individual level is Ian Hubert. He does an incredible job making personal shorts, short films. He's made a couple different mini short films that are all connected somehow but they're really cool go check them out on youtube but he made them he had other people helping with sound and acting and stuff all of that was done in-house without a studio and that's the type of stuff that is kind of becoming normal now is people understanding this way of creating art one thing that i enjoyed doing as a nerd in it, who liked animation was look at toy story 4 versus toy story 1 and there is a big comparison especially with animals because there is a dog in the first one sid's dog or no, it wasn't his dog. It was Andy's dog. There's a dog in the first one and there's a cat in the second one. And that's like comparing apples to oranges, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, how do you render them? And the dog looked like a, a wax figure that they bent out of shape to try and make it look like it was running. And then the cat had the same, I would say the same thing that I did about Frozen 2. It looked almost real. Like it could, it could have been filmed. And so that that was just so cool. I, I People debate whether they should have just ended Toy Story with Toy Story 3. I kind of like Toy Story 4. But it was good to see the animation differences. Same with Incredibles. Now Incredibles 2, kind of mid. But the animation differences between faces and how they were able to express themselves was is a great comparison to see how far it's come. Now, if you really want to get nerdy, you're going to... If you let me rant for a while, there's things like textures. There's resolution in modeling. There's a bunch of different techniques that they've developed that make it look better that 
is all the way from, yes, just using higher resolution textures, putting more detail into how they sculpt face. Motion capture has been a big thing, especially when you think of the Clone Wars. That's another one that has spanned many eras of animation, where the first one will look very different than the last season, especially because the last season was delayed. But they motion captured a lot of the lightsaber fights, especially for the last season, and then use that in the animation to put 3D characters on that, rather than just animating it by hand. So that's, that's having people act out the lightsaber fights and then recording that data in a computer and then basically slapping on, say, Darth Maul and Ahsoka to those character poses and them fighting. Like that's a, that's one way that ha things have just become easier when it comes to producing animation. With that said, I don't know what goes, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say I don't know what the next step beyond this is because we've, we're already, we already got there with Into the Spider-Verse. Now, I think I mentioned this on a different episode. I don't want into the Spider-Verse to become the next normal, that style, that two and a half D looks like a living cartoon. It's a good option for variety. We need more variety in animation rather than more realism. And I think people, I think studios are starting to realize it. And I, I realized this thought when I saw the trailer for Wish. And I don't know if you've seen this, it's just released as of recording this. It released a couple days ago. It's Disney's stylized movie that they realized they were behind and they needed to hop on the bandwagon and it's it looks good it looks like a disney movie stylized in the same way that arcane or into the spider-verse is not to this extreme of a comic book style but when it's when the characters start moving you really see it and you're like ah disney you realize you're falling behind you need to get on the bandwagon and i i think josh is watching it right now i can see it in his eyes i've already <laughs> seen it so i know will knows what i'm talking about it was really yeah, I've seen bass it. boosted on my end. I was listening. It was just <laughs> imagine a place. <laughs> now, yeah. I don't. I don't want it to be the normal. And I think people are going to go to the other end of the spectrum and make it normal. I don't want that. I want it to continue to be variety. It doesn't. You, you still need a good story to tell through your animation. You can't just have your animation hold up your entire story. Let's say Disney made a really bad movie like strange world but it was in the style of into the spider-verse now unfortunately i think people would still like it because it was cool and they're unfortunately like our friend will over here who only likes the pretty visuals but they're i i have a rant coming about anime <laughs> you're gonna find that's not true okay it sounds good that like i said before animation can enhance the story when used properly that's also seen like we we've brought up anime a bunch of times with extreme poses and that, that's something you spend a couple days on in uh certain study in animation when you're studying that type of stuff is elongated poses with what would be extreme lenses if you were using a camera but it would seem like a super long arm or like a super big wind up as they're coming in for a big blow like things like that that are what you what you learn to use to enhance the story rather than just tell it and that's also where live action remakes are a problem because you can't tell you can't just copy the story into live action it was made for an animated format for the magic of animation and that's something i think almost everyone has seen now because <laughs> mic drop from josh say louder for the people in the back <laughs> bars it, that's the word bars yeah, let's go bars certain stories are meant for animated movies you cannot one cannot simply translate <laughs> a story from animation to live action because it's meant for animation. It thrives in that environment. It, it excels at what it is because of how it was originally told. It doesn't have the same magic, literally, because sometimes animation seems like magic 
it doesn't have the same magic as the animation if you're telling it in live action with characters. Like, that's where a lot of people struggled with Will Smith's genie or some of the castle characters from Beauty and the Beast. Like, that doesn't look right as realistic. It's meant to be animated. That, that frustrates me so much whenever I keep seeing the remakes. And animated movies should stay animated movies. And live action movies should, for the most part, stay live action. Unless you're going to enhance it somehow. I don't even think remakes... We should talk about remakes a whole different time. Because remakes, you should just continue the story instead of making the same thing. I'll save that rant for a little bit. I want to get to Will's rant because he... Sometimes you don't have to continue the story, too. Sometimes you... Make a new story! Make a brand new story that has nothing to do with the original. This is the eternal failure of Hollywood. They never know when to end. But that's nothing new. We can say that for another time. Will, I want to get to your rant because you keep referencing it, and I'm very curious. We've been talking off and on about anime. I have never watched an anime... Josh has a little bit of experience. I don't know what Will's is. I think I have quite a bit of experience considering my sister was a weeb. Um, <laughs> well, <which> one? <laughs> Did she listen to this? Probably not. Have you ever seen like anything from like Bollywood? Um, yeah, that's just, funny like, on a different level. But, okay, like, yeah, those are just hilarious. Don't hit on Bollywood though. I know, Bollywood is cool. gold. I will watch anything from there. Like yeah, you, um, you don't even the best part about it, all that stuff is like you don't have to understand what they're saying. You just have to watch it and you're entertained. You have no idea what's going on, but that's fine. I don't you're need content. I don't need. I don't need anything. I just watch exactly. Okay, but yes. Um, I, but my experience so. with anime is enough. I've seen quite a few animes. Most of them are only like eight or nine episodes long, similar to Arcane, I would say. But they're Japanese made. I watch mm. all of mine stu- subbed. Because I read the whole time. No hate on anyone who watches it dubbed. Sometimes you don't want to read the whole time. But I do have enough for me to have an opinion on this, I believe. Do you have an opinion enough for a rant? No. (laughs) The answer is no. Because Will has the floor. I do. I do have the floor. And I'll basically just say it. I don't really like anime. I I wouldn't necessarily say I hate it. But I kind of do. Thank you guys so much for listening. That'll be... (laughs) He said what he needs to say. How many animes have you seen? Surprised a little bit of a good amount, actually. All things considered. Because I did have a Pokemon phase. Like, you remember that. Mm. You remember, name, I had that. Name three other than Pokemon. <laughs> okay, I don't think Avatar counts. There's the one I just watched recently. Avatar there is, I have, I have seen Gate, no. a little bit of that, and then other just various ones from all over the internet. So here's here's the thing, though. Let me put this there. Okay, I have like a weird okay. love hate. I have there's a bit of a love more, hate. my man. I will, I will, I have some I've written down. Don't worry. I do have like a bit of a love hate relationship with anime because here's the thing: is I, I do find it in a certain way to be very beautiful, but at the same time, kind of weird. And I, there's parts about it that I don't like. So what I mean is that. Anime is very, like, especially when it comes to, like, certain picturesque, like, settings. So if they're doing, like, a sunset or something like that, those are often very beautiful. But usually what I, my issue with anime generally comes down to characters and how they portray that. So, because, I mean, on the one hand, I can find anime to be rather beautiful in regards to scenery. And it's very colorful and artistic. Like, you know, this is just, like, a lot of, I think there's a lot of images of anime that can be, you could use, like, for a laptop image. That type of an idea. Kind of like Arcane, how you talk about. You could just take a picture and it would look very nice. But the thing about anime is that... um, I just kind of like how the people look, generally speaking. And I've got like an image right here. Let me share it quick, if you don't mind. This just in, William doesn't like Asians. (laughs) (laughs) I have friends who are Asian. (laughs) So like, I'm just using this as an image, but like this, it just, this like kind of disturbs me, this type of how how anime makes people look, because it's like, the nose are too small, the eyes are way too big, but which, by the way, that actually has a, a thing in Japanese culture. I think it's because, like, eyes are seen as relation to the soul or something like that. But it's still, it's just like, this, like, makes you go, oh, that's slightly unnerving, somehow. I'm not sure how I like I, that. I would like to know what anime you got this from. I have no idea. 
I just looked up image. So, like I said, like there's also like different flavors of anime. So, like Studio Ghibli or Ghibli. I don't know how to say that. Like, yeah, like there's not. Like, there's different styles of anime. How about that? No, that was no. I like <laughs> flavors. Okay. Anyways, I continue. Where was I though? Flavors of anime. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So there, that's a shirt. That's a shirt. Flavors of anime. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it is somewhat of a fact. Like, there are different distinctive styles of anime, like like Studio Ghibli or Ghibli or whatever. I can never say how it writes. But like those yeah, ones, I know, what you're talk- I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I find like those ones to be. I, I don't generally dislike them as much, or I, I find them very nice. Like, in generally speaking, style. <laughs> like, the thing for like me is like I'm a realist essentially. I'd say, and so I'm gonna. This ranch is gonna explain it a little bit, but my main issue with animes are kind of twofold, and so it's basically because I'll just. I've already talked about the visuals, like how they make people look is just unnerving to me because it doesn't look realistic. Like the eyes are big, the nose are tiny, the the noses are small. They like like <laughs> that's how they talk. Like seriously, that's how the lips move. I'm not wrong, and so that's just kind of unnerving. But it's that's not necessarily what makes me dislike anime as much. It's really more of like what is often portrayed in anime, and that's just because. The but I'm like, anime is just kind of horny. Like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm so wrong. You know that. It's just like, there's a lot of, it's, it's, anime is well right. known for having, anime is well known for being very sexualized. Like, yes. again, the, like, the word hentai itself is literally a Japanese word. So yep. that's like the thing is like, that's the thing that often, uh, I, you're, I know, I know what you're probably going to say. Just let me say my piece. But like a lot of my anime, whenever I, it's, come, whenever I've just come across it randomly, because I don't ever really go looking for it, I just like see random animes or whatever, or people just talk about it or whatever. And then if I ever do any investigation into it, it's just always like weird and disturbing about some of the, the things that often are portrayed. I, I do agree with you very, very strongly there. Yes, uh, a lot of animes do exaggerate those kind of like of specifically the female body because they know that it will get people who are attracted to that sort of thing to click on it. And that's how they get views. And the content of it is just very borderline. And all it is is just people who really enjoy that kind of look. And it is not in a healthy nor a wholesome manner. And I agree that that kind of style is not a very attractive kind of anime however however that is not all of anime yep and i know that's what you're gonna say because there's 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 good anime which i don't disagree with good anime which i don't Um, disagree with but again i those are just kind of the things that kind of make me dislike anime but i think what ultimately makes it unappealing to me is that it's i'm just more of a realist and so what i mean by that is i generally want animation that i watch to look more realistic than not realistic and so that's why even if there is like good anime like i've attack on titan or castlevania or things like that i'm sure they're fine and i've seen like for example i've i've watched i've seen clips of castlevania and i thought you know i could probably watch that and i would probably enjoy it but i just the thing about like anime is that it's just so gnarly i think is a good word or kind of weird or a bit exaggerated in just many different forms like especially like the fight scenes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because it's it's well known for being very super dynamic and flashy and colorful and like you know like your eyes hurt from what you're seeing because you have like almost no idea what's going on because people are like going like this and i like, love you to say coming from someone who enjoyed power rangers as a kid <laughs> i don't remember that actually i i moved out of that I, stage I, I remember watching power rangers at your house quite a few times yeah um, but that i moved out no, of that phase I, thankfully that's the thing about anime is i just i'm just a realist and so if I'm go, I'm going to generally watch something that I that is more realistic than not. And so to just kind of show you what I mean, I don't know if I want to see another anime girl. It's not, thankfully. So this is just an example of something from a GI Joe Resolute movie. And so it's not necessarily my, my favorite style, but like this is something I generally like more because it, it looks more realistic. It looks like mm. real people. And anime people, anime people like 
don't look like real people, which is kind of the point, but that also kind of, I, I just generally don't like that. And this also extends to what I call dumb animation. And so the, even as like a kid, I kind of noticed, or dumb cartoons. So this is what I call like dumb animation, because to me, it always looked weird. Just this mm. is from Gravity Falls. And so Gravity Falls also started like its own type of cartoon animation mm. style that is kind of dominated kids' cartoons. And like the kids' cartoons that I kind of grew up were, I mean, they're cartoons, but they were always like a bit more realistic oriented. And so this stuff just, even as a kid, I was like, this doesn't look realistic. And I want things to look more realistic than not realistic. And so that's kind of like the main thing for like with me where anime has got like the weird visuals and like the way that people react and talk are just kind of strange. And I'd almost put like the word feminine in a certain sense, because it, a lot of like the average animes like I've seen in peruse they just like it's it's like super weird like what they deal with because like i'll use an example i literally watched something i picked a random episode from a random anime called let's see what was it called ufo ultra maiden valkyrie oh boy <laughs> yeah like the, again it's it's very strange and give me the name again <laughs> ufo ultra maiden valkyrie and like the episode that i watched i didn't even finish it but it's basically just like a weird like girls fight essentially between like nerds with glasses and like cat girls the stories and the things i want to consume are I want to be real in the sense that I want them to deal with like difficulty and real struggles and not like oh I'm sad because this lady doesn't like me or because we're dealing with issues like yeah everyone's dealing with issues but like I kind of don't care about that type of thing and so like it's it's not only realistic in terms of how I want them to look I want them to look more like people and more realistic in just cartoons and kids cartoons and animation but it's also like in what they're talking about in content and the things they're dealing with and like I think you can even see this as like just like how anime deals with a lot of it's just not not all anime is like immature in that sense but it's just it's again kind of horny it's kind of like it's just oh we it's all about these guys who like find a lot of women who attracted to them for some reason it's things that kind of like i just don't care about i want to deal with real issues real struggles i think your sample size for anime is not quite large enough because there's so many animes out there and they do have that exact same thing that you are looking for the only thing about it that you probably wouldn't like is the animation style the animation it is okay for you to not like the animation style that is completely understandable. However, there is lots of animes out there. So many. I can name quite a few that I think that you would probably enjoy and that also have an animation style that you can also get behind because they are a little bit more realistic. I think the the big billboard that you see anime portrayed on is not attractive because the type of people that you also see very heavily advocating for that are the 600-pound life guys that have Cheeto dust on their shirt and on their fingers still from last night watching, and they have a body pillow of their favorite anime character. In response to some of your arguments, Will, I have nothing against or for you. I simply want to put out an objective reality. Anime has made moves for 2D animators. There was a lot of different scenes that I had to study to attain my degree in animation <laughs> that came from anime. I had to spend a lot of time looking at the Akira slide. That really got me to realize how much... That's kind of the the scene that is used to show uh, animating on ones, twos, threes, and the different action lines, parallax in different areas. Like, it is useful. The techniques are very useful. There can be many variables in the style. There can be variables in the story. There are usually a lot of correlation with fantasy and unholy things with anime. So to anyone you guys and our listeners to just be careful discerning whatever you're watching. But yes, there is a lot that has been used from anime to teach about animation. On top of that, we have touched on it in a couple different episodes and I've already talked about it here. 
this anime is one example of you cannot just translate a story to live action. They tried it with Cowboy Bebop. It was not well received. They're doing it now with One Piece. There is some acceptance to it. The only acceptable One Piece is a swimsuit. (laughs) (laughs) My hot take. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you need the story and the animation to work together. And on top of that, the different styles, I have something written down here about the different styles and how one style is not the correct style. So going to school for animation, you meet a lot of different people with a lot of different styles. Like that's just how it is. People draw differently. People model differently. People have different ideas. That's the beauty of being at a liberal arts school is that people have different ideas and different ways to execute them. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. In fact, it's highly encouraged to lean into your style into something different even if it's for the same story, if you're all given the same prompt, you should still use your own creativity to push that in your own style. Using animation as a storytelling method for, yes, possibly for the same story, but how can it enhance? That's the same. We can talk about this in cinematography for a different episode. Some of the best producers, directors, cinematographers will do the exact same thing with cinematography and visual effects as they do with animation and drawing every single frame and how that enhances the story. I think we should talk about that more in depth with live action because there are some directors who do it really well and just give you, you don't just feel like you're watching a story on a screen. You are watching a movie with a capital M and you just, you are invested in the story, not just because it's a story that's well written, but because it's told well through the medium that it's being portrayed in. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, again, I'm the midwit here, so most it's basically if I don't understand like the whole like cinematography or animation stuff. I won't get that, but what I will be able to do is like I can go to different films and I can say, oh, this is a 2D animation, and I can basically I can in regards to style, I can say yay or nay. Like you know, yeah, I like the style, or meh, I don't like how these really like, but that's okay. But that's that's different compared to the story. But I did I, that is judging a book by its cover. Yeah, but, but then again, but the that is why a cover is there. That. Yeah, you yeah, like, you have a book and you have a cover. Whatever you want the book to like be judged for, you should probably put it on the cover. Fair, fair. If you have a book about a serial killer, you should make it look like a slightly murderer s type book cover. We should do a we should do a rant on posters sometime because movie posters have gone <laughs> down the drain. Just floating head are not cool. Now it's just explosions cool. of faces. Marvel ruined posters. Marvel ruined yeah. post credit scenes. Marvel ruined yeah. a lot of things. I mean, which is funny because they kind of made post credits. Not really made it, but like made it popular. But yeah, they did. Marvel ruined comedy bars. Movie. Oh, that's true. They did bars. <laughs> Marvel all over my computer. <laughs> Marvel ruined movies. Uh, <laughs> I just want to give some examples before we finish up. As I was talking about enhancing the story, think about. Josh, because you and I are the only two of the three of us who have seen Across the Spider-Verse. The scene where Gwen... I thought you were telling him to think about me, and I'm like, aww. I want you to think about the one scene in Across the Spider-Verse where Gwen makes up with her dad. The way. That is one of the best ways I can think of to enhance the story through animation. Her world looked very blue and a lot of grays and gloomy until... She made up with her dad and and talked it out with him. And as soon as she hugs him, pinks and oranges explode from her, their hug, showing the the almost freedom she feels from talking through it with her dad. Like that's how you enhance a story. That's how you make people feel stuff through something that can't always be told through live action. That that scene went against nature. It made <laughs> a man feel. We're not supposed to do that. 
quick disclaimer, quick disclaimer. To anybody who has opinions contrary to our beliefs on anime, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to have your own thoughts, your yeah. own opinions on well, content. If you don't like what William has to say about anime, I know a lot of people like get really, really uptight about that. I honestly don't like anime enough for me to try and defend it, but I do know that there actually is good stuff out there. But also, I don't actually think everyone who likes anime is a 600-pound life person and has Cheeto dust on their fingers. I just want to make that that clear. Whatever content you enjoy, whatever animation style you enjoy, that's your preference, and you are allowed to like that. And that's awesome. And I think that we need people in animation community to bring forth whatever they like in art. Animation is an art, and it's for people to put out the kind of content and the the story writing and just give a picture to it that is tailored to them across the spider-verse or into the spider-verse that's their animation style they have that kind of art and they want to push that borderlands is another game that i think of that has a very distinct art style with having very abrupt edges to all of their character models that's awesome same with arcane same with disney same with this new wish that i just watched 20 (laughs) minutes ago Animation is an art, and if you don't like someone's art, that's okay. It's just mm-hmm. like going to a painting and saying, like, mm, I'm not a huge fan of that kind of art. Even if it's modern art, it's art. And uh, granted, it's not the greatest art, but art is art, and we should still be able to appreciate it, even if it's not your type. I agree with what you say, Josh. The styles are not for everyone, and that's why we need variety. I would love to see an even different style than just the sketchy 2.5D type of style. Like, I know people who don't like Into the Spider-Verse style. It's okay for them to be wrong. Honestly, you can sit and being wrong. Yeah, no, people do it all the time. You just said it was okay for them to not like it. <laughs> no, that's the only animation style that is not okay to not like. Anyways, everyone has their own preference. Find the thing that you enjoy and talk about it. Make it fun. Enjoy it. And that's what we're, we're a community. All about. We commute. I think I'd basically just say what all you guys are saying. Again, I'm kind of like the midwit in certain circumstances when it comes to the technical side of like understanding all this jargon for animation and stuff. But when it comes to art, he's stupid. But basically, I'm just, I would just say that, yeah, like there's different varieties like arts and specifically about animations. And those can each be very useful in telling the story and being just beautiful in and out of their own. Although I think it just, I would also encourage people to not just enjoy a certain art style, but also aspire to be as good as you can with the art that you create and to not just make it for anything meaningful because there's a lot of like i'll put it bluntly like there's a lot of really good artists who make pornography and that really annoys me because whenever i see certain images that i'm like technically speaking this is very good but just what it's portraying is not good but i can see that this person is clearly talented i get very disappointed because that's a basically it's like a corruption of what is good and like you know in the bible or whatever it talks about how god creates and is builder and an artist like that and so each of us have that spark of creativity and imagination and the ability to create stuff and so my call would just be that artists if you're a hobbyist like i like to draw i'm not the best drawer but i like to draw do your best train and enjoy it but at the same time you know do it for the glory of god if you're a christian and for all people i'd say but just also for the glory of humanity and for the betterment of the human soul that's again that is the point of art to portray that which is good and to further lift people up not tear society and individuals down bars bars all right bars. with that said thank you guys so much for listening or watching remember youtube episodes go up on saturdays the day after the audio episode follow us on all our socials linked in the description get connected with a community that's a lot of fun and we're nerds sometimes thank you all for joining us today know that you are loved and god bless peace out brethren bye-bye <laughs> bye-bye <laughs>